Well, praise the Lord and good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord and good morning. Good morning, everybody, y'all. We're back here another time, another day for fresh wind. Lord, breathe on us. Breathe on us. Shower down on us and all the other good things that he does. I thank the Lord for this morning. I thank the Lord for another time here. And he's just a blessing. Who he is he? His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> His name is Jesus, y'all. I'm just grateful and I'm just thankful for all the things the Lord does for us. And he's just, he is just wonderful. To God be the glory for all the things that he has done from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same sun. He's worthy. Listen, y'all, I am going to move forward today. Amen. There's, of course, I'm going to share some other things as we go by with Fresh Wind. So this is what happened. I had to preach yesterday. So since I had to preach yesterday, um, I'm going to you know, share that message. Now, I'm going to say this. I know what I already talked about this subject already on Fresh Wind most recently. And the Lord was tugging my spirit and said, share it again. And what I love about the Lord, I can't listen. If Jaleesa was up, she would say it's the truth. The Lord laid on my heart to share it again at my church. And he confirmed it the whole week. When I say the whole week, people kept bringing up the scripture. People kept saying stuff on different live streams and different services and different events. And, and then right after Sunday service, I would, Jaleesa and I were watching uh, something and a uh, woman of God quoted the same scripture again. So I just praise the Lord that he has ways of doing what he does best. Hallelujah. Being God almighty. And so I'm just so thankful and so grateful to the Lord for what he's done. So listen, the choir's going to sing it. Wait, hold on. Is the choir singing? Is the choir singing? Excuse me y'all for one way. Is the choir singing? Do you hear what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Y'all are? Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. We're going to hear it. What's on? What's on? Y'all want me to do that? Y'all sure? All right. We, we should have rehearsed it one more time. Okay. All right. All right. Well, listen, we're going to hear from the Sound Gospel Radio Broadcast Choir. There's a song that we're going to do, and they want me to go ahead and sing it. We're, we're, we're hoping. Y'all, listen, we, we still need some rehearsals. Y'all pray for us as the Lord blesses us here uh, with SGR Choir. But listen, um, I just want to say thank you before we move forward. Well, listen, we have some listeners. We have some people that are tuning in. Ohio is in the house, y'all. I Listen, Ohio, we see you. I just want you to know we see you. Uh, Columbus, Trotwood, Dayton, we see you. Listen, Ohio is in the house. Oh, my goodness. Um, I want to give a shout out to New York. New York is in the house. Praise the Lord. Yonkers, Emford, Emsford. I think I said it correctly. Y'all are in the house, y'all. North Carolina is in the house. South Carolina is in the house. I want to thank God for you that tune in. Um, Louisville, Kentucky. Come on here, y'all. Kentucky has been tuning in. Chicago, Illinois. I want to give you a shout out as well. We see you. Listen, I just want to say we thank God for y'all. Um, who else we've been singing? I should have wrote them all down. Uh, Washington, D.C., um, Virginia, Maryland, of course, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. There you go. Philadelphia, God bless you. May the Lord keep you and shine his face upon you. So we just thank God for these. These are listeners we see throughout the week. Y'all tune into morning prayer. Y'all tune into fresh wind. Y'all tune in throughout the day. Now I see other areas that peek in and listen, but y'all have been our consistent listener base. And I thank God for y'all. And when I call these areas out, y'all, I ain't just calling just individuals. No, they show up in droves, like droves of New York and droves of Chicago, Illinois, and so on and so forth. So we want to say thank you. My wife and I says thank you. Our executive board says thank you. I advise Advisory Council says thank you. Thank you for listening to Sound Gospel Radio. And please don't keep it all to yourself. Don't keep it all to tell somebody else about Sound Gospel Radio. Do not keep it all to yourself. Tell somebody else about Sound Gospel Radio and let the word of God and the hope uh, as we build hope, transform our lives 24-7. Let that word through song and even through the word bless you to also be a blessing to somebody else. All right, y'all. We want to have a selection from the Sound Gospel Radio Broadcast Choir. I need y'all to sing in Jesus' name. Y'all ready? Go ahead. Go ahead and sing it. Go ahead. All right. 
Play the intro one more time. Play the intro one time. One more time.
Y'all enjoy the word of God coming from the man of God. That is me, Elder Nathan J. Hoskins. God bless you. <laughs> Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I thank God for those that are watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, as well as those that are listening to us live at Sound Gospel Radio. It is a radio station that my wife and I own. It's 24-hour inspirational music and preaching. Amen? So we are actually live on Sound Gospel Radio as we speak. Again, you probably have a fan that says it. You've probably seen it somewhere. But that is a station that my wife and I own called Sound Gospel Radio. And it is a family of Eureka Transformation Church. So if you haven't already, check us out. Amen? Pastor comes on live on Sundays. And on Wednesdays on Sound Gospel Radio, I have a program I do on Mondays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. Well, 6 a.m. prayer, and then I come back at 7 a.m. and do something called a fresh wind. And we have so many other programs on there, so just check out the website and be blessed. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. You know, let's read that together. There is, let's read that together. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Let's read that together. There is, therefore, now... No condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, let's read that again. There is therefore now, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I just wanted just to share that part real quick. Why? Because I just wanted y'all to know that when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, <laughs> there is therefore now no condemnation. Hallelujah. Listen, there's no condemnation from his eyes towards you. When you give your life to Christ, there is no condemnation from his viewpoint towards you. What does that mean? Listen, friends, hallelujah, may say that you haven't changed. Family may laugh at you and, and mock you, but when it comes to God's eyes, hallelujah, when it comes to God's eyes, he does not condemn you no longer. He says, I no longer condemn you because you gave your life to me. And I am grateful for that. Hallelujah. There is therefore now no condemnation. All right, let's, let's, let's dive a little deeper. Let's go down to Romans chapter 8. Let's stay in the same chapter. Let's, let's go down to verse 31. Verse 31. Let's look at verse 31. Let's see what verse 31 is saying. Okay, 
All right. Verse 31 says, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? It says, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I'm going to read verse 32. It says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Verse 33 says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Verse 34 says, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also make intercession for us. I'm going to read that in the NIV. NIV says, who he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not? Also, along with him, graciously give us all things. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. I'm reading NLT. It says, uh, New Living Translation says, Since he did not spare even his own son, but he gave, excuse me, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting, hallelujah, in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. What is the text saying, y'all? The text is saying God gave his son. And because God gave his son so that the world can be saved, is there anything else he would not do for us freely? And because of what God did for us, who would even dare and have the right to point the finger at us to condemn us? Especially after Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who died and as a matter of fact rose from the dead and is at the right hand of the Father as our lawyer, hallelujah, pleading and interceding for us. So basically what the scripture is saying is who would even dare to have the right to condemn us. I'm telling you people of God, sometimes we have done some, some horrible things and some ratchet things and some death to some just devastating things. But to God's eye, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, hallelujah, he cleans you up, he dusts you off, he turns you around, he makes you new again, hallelujah. And guess what he says, I don't condemn you. And he said, who would dare say anything? So guess what? When somebody said, I remember when. I remember when. You can say, guess what? In God's eyes, he don't remember it no more. Because the Bible says he puts our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. So when he sees us, all he sees is the reflection of himself. So who would even dare have the right to condemn us? And not only condemn us, but who would separate us from the love of Christ? Let's look at verse 35 of this same chapter. The Bible says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written... For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. 
I'm going to deal with verse 36 just for a moment. Uh, in verse 36, the apostle Paul, he quoted Psalms 44 in verse, 30, uh, verse 22. I'm going to say it again. In verse 36, the apostle Paul, who wrote the book of Romans, he quoted Psalms 44 and verse 22. And in this verse, it shows us that as Christians sometimes, y'all, now when we do give our lives to Christ, we have to suffer. When we do give our life to Christ, we got to go through something. And that's the part we don't like. I don't like that part. I don't want to go through anything. I don't want to go through nothing. But guess what? I realize when I go through some things, it's making me. It's molding me. Have y'all ever seen, if you have, go on YouTube, look it up. Have you ever seen somebody make a, 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 picture, a, a pot from clay? And when they're making that pot, they mold it. Then they get the little thing and they cut it and they shape it. And that's the same way God does with us. Hallelujah. He sees, he knows, hallelujah, as the scripture says. He says, I know the plans I have for you. I know, he said, I already know what I designed you to be. But in, for order, in order for you to get there, I got to make you there. I got to mold you there. And I may have to cut some things off. Oh, my goodness. So the Bible says in verse 36, it says, as it is written, for your sake. The reason believers face persecution and trouble is just for the sake of Jesus Christ, the one who loved us. That same verse says we are killed all the day long. He wanted us to know that as Christians, we may face the possibility of death at any time. He said, listen, he said, this is it may happen. But then he says, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. He wanted us to know that some Christians will face martyrdom like so many sheep that are marching off to slaughter. Do you know we have it good over here in, this, in, the, in the United States of America? We have it good to believe who we want to believe, what we want to believe, because some countries don't have it like that. And you have some people that have stood up for Jesus Christ and they were killed. And they became martyrs. And so Paul knew that. And so he said, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter, the same way the sheep is marching off to be slaughtered for whatever they use the sheep uh, for. He says the same thing that can happen to us. And so what is the whole verse is trying to say? The principle of the verse is trying to say is there is a real risk living as a Christian in this world. But the application is we cannot fall into the illusion that because Christ loves us, there will be no trouble for us in this life. There should be nothing strange or unexpected about the suffering for the Lord. Why? Because the world hallelujah, has been cursed by God due to sin. Sin came into the world, hallelujah, and because of that sin, the world was cursed by that sin. And so guess what? Because of that, now us living in this world, hallelujah, hallelujah, as us living in this world as a Christian or as a Christ-like person, we're dealing against sinful things. All right? This is why 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 13 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. It says, but rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad with exceeding joy. He said, think it not strange that you go through some things, because guess what, y'all? When we look at the story of Jesus Christ, when he came here on earth, he went through some things. When he died on the cross, he was talked about. He was laughed at. He was ridiculed. He was ostracized. He was criticized. He was called a fake and an imposter. He went through the same things. And he said, you're going to have to go through the same things. But if you stand the test of time, he said, I have greater for you. I have blessings for you. I have peace for you. I have joy for you. But he says, just hold on a little while longer. And so we look now at verse 31 of Romans chapter 8. It says, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? We already read verses 32 through 34. And, and I said earlier, who would even dare to have the right to condemn us? 
And not only to condemn us, but who shall separate us from the love of Christ? That's why we look at verse 35 and it says, it says here, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, grief, heartache, misery, misfortune, affliction, burden, difficulty, stress, persecution, threats, being laughed at, poverty, starvation, drought, backstabbing, homelessness, vulnerability, uncertainty, bullying, insecurity. What shall separate you from the love of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. What shall separate us? And we already read verse 36. Hallelujah. And we talked about that. But guess what? Because of verse 36, when he said it just to let us know that we have to go through some things, he says when you continue to hold on to God, when you continue to hold on to God, when you continue to trust his word, hallelujah, sometimes your facts, the facts wrestle with your faith. Sometimes you're looking at the situation and you're reading the word of God and the word of God is saying this thing, but I'm looking at that thing and the Lord is saying, hold on, hallelujah. And when you hold on, then you become verse 37 because it says, nay, in all these things, we are conquerors. Did I say it right? I said, uh, what would you say? Say it again. Oh, oh, I read it wrong. Let me go back. Let me go back. It says, nay, in all these things, we are conquerors. Are y'all looking at the same scripture I'm looking at? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me see. Okay. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. What is a conqueror? A conqueror is a victor. A conqueror is a winner. A conqueror is a defeater. A conqueror is a vanquisher. A conqueror is a hero. So you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a victor. You are more than a winner. You are more than a hero. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. It's important to find out. It's important to know that we are more. Hallelujah. That we are greater than through Jesus Christ. That's why it's important that God be for you. Sometimes we go through life. We face many hard trials and tribulations. One day we can be up on the mountain. Next day we be on the valley. All in one day. All in one day. But we got to know and understand, people of God, if God be for us, doesn't matter how bad things may seem, doesn't matter how crazy the obstacle may look, if God is on our side, we can make it through anything. And as I said earlier, I said because sin had entered into the world, we look at the book of Genesis and in the beginning of time, we see that God had created the heavens and the earth and the trees and the plants and the mountains and the rivers and the the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea. And the Bible says that on the sixth day, God created man in his image. And when he created man in his image, he gave man dominion over everything. Hallelujah. And he said, you can have this, you can do this, you can do that. But he said, there's a tree in this garden that you cannot touch. He said, you can eat this, you can do this, do that, but don't touch that tree. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat the fruit on that tree. And so God created man. He created Adam. He created Eve. And the Bible says that Adam and Eve being the first couple of God's created image, they ignored God's instructions. And they ate the forbidden fruit after being tempted by the serpent. And because of that forbidden, uh, because they ignored God and went against God and his instructions, sin came into the world. And because of that, we were disconnected from God through Adam's sin. But did you know God loved us so much? God loved us so much, y'all. He was so infatuated with us that he gave his only son to die for us that we can be reconnected back with the father. That's why I read Romans 8 chapter 1. I wanted you to know that there is therefore now no condemnation. Because that sin, listen, after Adam and Eve sinned, every person has been born in sin. Hallelujah. We were born in condemnation. We were born in sin. But when Jesus Christ came, there is therefore now no condemnation. 
There was a time we were condemned. There was a time we were separated from God. But now through God's everlasting love, we are reconnected with the Father. So now I was reading in my private time. I was looking back at verse 35. And the Bible says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And it gives you a list there. And I looked at the list. And you know what, y'all? I didn't see my name there. Go ahead, go, go, go look at 35. You see your name there? I, now listen, all, all this stuff, all these things in the word of God, but my name is not there. And I said, okay. And so the truth be told, while we're always talking about everything else is separating us, sometimes we're the ones that's separating us from the love of God. Sometimes we're the ones that's, that's keeping us detached from God. We go through some mind battles. We go through some things in our mind. Sometimes, listen, I grew up in a church where they blamed the devil for everything. The devil did this. The devil did that. I even remember, uh, I'm going to say her name. She said it was a stocking demon. I said, what is that? that? Everything was a demon. Everything was a devil. The devil, the devil, the devil. How about, guess what? Sometimes it's us. We're rebuking the devil for something that is us. I said it on my radio program, and I'm going to say it again today. I told people sometimes we want freedom, and while we're blaming the devil, many times it's us that's holding us back. Our own insecurities are telling ourselves we can't make it, telling ourselves we can't open up that, that business, telling ourselves we can't move forward, telling ourselves we're not anointed, telling ourselves we're not guilty. We are holding back ourselves, but I want you to know today, you can tell yourself, I'm getting free from me for me. That's what I told folks. I'm getting free from me for me. Praise the Lord. I got to get this thing out of my mind. How do that I cannot make it? And so that's why it's important to know that you, that when God is for us, through him, you are what? More than a conqueror. Hallelujah. You're not just a conqueror. You're not just a victor. You're not just a winner. You are more than that through Christ Jesus. What am I trying to say? When you try to do things on your own strength, when you try to do things with your own money, when you try to do things with your own influence, you can only get but so far. But when God is involved, he will make the darkness light before you. When God is involved, he will turn your situation around. When God is involved, he will give you favor like no other. I don't know about you, but I'd rather have the favor of God than a billion dollars because the favor of God will get me through doors that a billion dollars would never get me through. More than a conqueror. Look at the story of David. As David faced a giant all by himself with no backup, he had to know if God before him that nothing could stand in his way as little old David faced a nine-feet giant. But look at Elijah. I see Elijah as he stood by himself. He had to face 850 prophets of Baal who tried to prove that their God was greater. Crying out to their God who never existed. And Elijah had to know if God be for him who could be against him. So people there comes a time in our lives that we may go through some things. But we need to know whom we believe, we need to know why we believe, and we need to know what we believe. We need to know whom we believe, we need to know why we believe, and we need to know what we believe. It's important that we need to know these things, and when you have that faith in these things, because everything can't go by a feeling. I want you to know we can't go by our feelings. You know, people, maybe people say, some people, they don't, they don't think they save unless they feel saved. I got to feel it. Uh, some people don't think they have the Holy Ghost until I feel the Holy Ghost. I got to feel this thing. Some people don't think they're healed until they feel healed. And some people say, oh, I feel God. <laughs> oh, I feel safe. Oh, I feel blessed. But guess what? It's going to come a time where you can't go by your feelings. Because people are going to hurt your feelings. 
Hallelujah. People are going to hurt your feelings. People are going to try to crush your dreams. People are going to try to sabotage your plans. Hallelujah. But you got to have the faith to know that if God be for you, who can be against you? There may come a time in our life, people of God, where everything is trying our faith, where everything is trying to separate us. Hallelujah. From the love of Christ. But when you are more than a conqueror, you find yourself still standing. You find yourself still persevering. You find yourself still moving because you have a firm foundation. There may come a time where in your life things may seem rocky. I don't know, but I've been through some rocky situations. There came a time in my life where there were some things that were wavy in my life. But I had to know that that nothing was going to separate me as long as I was solid in Christ Jesus. I want y'all to say out loud, let's get a little loud, please. I want y'all to say out loud, I am purpose driven. driven. A little weak. Let's try it again. Say, I am purpose driven. -driven. That's right. I am purpose driven. Praise the Lord. You are purpose driven because every time things try to come and stop you, every time things try to come and distract you, every time things try to come and turn upside down, it drives you what? Forward. Hallelujah. I want you to know you are where you are today. You are who you are today because the things that happened to you didn't kill you. It drove you forward. So you are purpose driven. You can make it to the next level. I am purpose driven. Why? Because God is for you. Even when your destiny seems dim and you want to turn around, there's something in your heart that says, keep going. I don't know about y'all. I've been preaching since I was 14 years old. And I still have moments where I'm just like, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to give up. I don't feel like it. It happened to me last week. I was just like, ugh, ugh. And I even told Pastor after the word, he, the way Pastor preached last week, amen, it was just like a, you can make it. You can keep going. You, you, just keep trying, Nathan. Just keep trusting me. I'm there with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why I thank God for the word, because he had to remind me. He said, Nathan, I'm there with you. Keep going. I'm for you. I'm more than the world against you. And so I thank God that he is for us. Let's clap our hands and give God praise because God is for us. God is for us. Everything that tried to separate us failed. Even when we try. All right, I can't tell y'all too much. But even when we tried to add things in, hallelujah, knowing it was going to separate us, God still blocked some of it because he said, there's some things I have for you to do. Hallelujah, there's some, whoo, Jesus, there's some situations I tried to get in that didn't work because God had a plan for my life. I want you to look at your life and think about some things that shoulda, coulda, woulda that you realize didn't happen because God loves you so much that he has better plans for you and he didn't want that to happen to you. It happened to them. It happened to them. It happened to them. It didn't happen to you because God chose you. Hallelujah. He pulled you out. Glory to God. He rescued you. Fred Hammond said it seemed like I was going down but his love came in and rescued me and I thank God for his love some of us should have been locked up some of us should have been strung out some of us should have been hung out some of us should have been in a mental hospital some of us should have been dead even by homicide or suicide but God was for us God loved us God kept us God said I love you he sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you hallelujah and we know if God be for us who can be against us God said if you put him before the things that are trying to separate you he said watch the amazing things that he'll do in your life i say it again he said if you put him before the things that are trying to separate you watch the amazing things that will he will do in your life it's called a sacrifice there's some things that we love y'all that we know is not helping us. There's some things that we struggle with that we know is not good for us. But God said, put, it, put me first. Put me above it. Put me in front of it. And watch me work out things for you. And this is why I talk to some people. I don't know why people call me because I tell them the truth. Then they get mad. Then they don't talk to me for a few months. And they still call me back again. I don't understand. They don't want to tell the truth. 
And some people are wondering why they're still stuck. Everybody's moved on and I'm still stuck. Everybody's doing better and I'm still stuck. Everyone is living their life and I'm still stuck. And the reason is because they are not giving their all to God. And some are still in love with what is separating them from God. You know it ain't right. You know it ain't good for you. You know it ain't good to you. But you still go ahead and do it anyway. Because you're in love with what is separating you from the love of Christ. And guess what? If God, if you don't let God be the number one source, he said that thing that is separating you from me will permanently separate you. 99 and a half won't do. That's the old song they used to sing growing up. If God is not number one, then everything else is going to fill that spot. If God is not number one in my prayer time, everything else is going to fill that spot. TV, music, work, conversations on the phone. I have to make it intentional sometimes. I don't know about y'all. God got jokes. He's wake me up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Every time, without an alarm, and I just pray. I got mad at it one time. I was just sitting on the side of the bed like, all right, you win. I'm going to pray. That prayer, y'all, not even knowing I was about to go through something that day. You see, you, see, you see what I'm saying? The Lord, he loves us. And he said, make the sacrifice. He had it all out. Listen, he was trying to set me up saying, listen, I see what's about to happen because I'm before you. Just make the sacrifice to pray. So I, I got over myself and I put him first. Not even knowing I was about to deal with some stuff a few hours later that that prayer helped me, y'all. Because I don't know about y'all, I need to be saved. I, I know I was a church boy, but I used to have homicidal thoughts. There's some people I wanted to kill in the church. I'm going to say mother so-and-so's name. Hallelujah. The Lord delivered me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank God for being saved. I need salvation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I need it because, listen, we are human and we have human conditions and we have a flesh that needs to die daily. So there is a tug of war between the spirit of God in our lives and the flesh and the sin nature that is in our life. And the Lord said, look at the benefits. He said, I want you to live for me. But some of us want to still live in the flesh. He said, but look at the benefits. When we stay in the flesh and live in sin, things look good. Things seem good. Things smell good. Things feel good. But everything of those things is keeping us separated from God. Now, when we do things God's way, in the spirit, he offers us new life. It requires some tests. It requires some trials, but he takes us through a purification process. But at the end of it all, we have victory and we have blessings that we have not room enough to receive. That's why the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I have to say this again, people of God, if God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, who can be against you? I need you to know this morning, you can't give up now because God is for you. You can't give up now, hallelujah, because God is for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We can't give up because he is making a way for us. You know, many times people do and say things just to see how you're going to react. Okay, just to see how you're going to react. Oh, and don't let them know you're a Christian. Don't let them know that you're saved. Okay, I'm not even going to go to coworkers, your family members. Yeah, if you're watching, sister, I love you. Know how to push my button. Know what to say. Hallelujah. But guess what? Many times people are waiting. Sometimes people are waiting for you to give up. They're waiting to see if you are who you say that you are. They're waiting to see if you really got the stuff that you said you had inside of you. Oh, I knew she had nothing. And as soon as you give in, I knew, she, I knew she was a fake. I knew there was nothing to him. But I'm encouraging you today. If God be for you. If God be for you. The wind can blow. The rain can fall. But your house is still standing. If God is for you. Hallelujah. The problems of life could be raining all around you. 
but God will give you an umbrella and a raincoat to make it through. Hallelujah. The obstacles of life can be raining all around your trouble, raining around your problems, raining around your distractions, raining around your annoyance, raining, just raining all around you. And you say, God, I don't want to go out in that storm. God, I don't want to make it to the next level. I don't want to do it. He, he said, here, he gives you an umbrella. He says, here, he gives you a raincoat. He said, because I'm for you. That means that you can go out into that storm and you can walk through every adversity. You can walk through every trial, every problem, every setback, every situation because he's for you. And when he's leading you and he's guiding you, you can make it through. You can overcome. You can succeed. You can make it higher because God is for you. Let's all stand up in this place. Before I started my business, I used to drive for a living. And as I was driving, one day, we were in traffic, and the road, we was going so slow. And it was this big tractor trailer in front of me, y'all. I was telling that tractor trailer off. If you don't get out of my way, you slow me down. Until the street did like this. And you know when it does a curve, you can kind of look and see where other cars were in front. Little did I know, it was a little car in front of the tractor trailer. And while I'm mad at the tractor trailer, the tractor trailer is probably mad at the little car that I could not see. And the Lord began to speak to me about that. You complain about how things are moving, not even knowing who's leading in front of you. Some things may be going slow. Some things may be, you don't realize God is before you. He's working things out for you so that you won't get caught up in the mess. God is for us. God is for us. There is a healing that is taking place right now. And if you need that healing in your heart, in your body, in your mind, lift up your hands now. There's a healing that's taking place. Hallelujah, Lord, I receive. You can just say, Lord, I receive your word. I receive your word, God. There's a healing that is taking place. And right now, at this moment, I want you to begin to tell God what you need. Speak to the Lord at this moment. Tell God what you need. If you're not saved, right now is the moment saying, God, my life ain't where it need to be, but I give my life to you right now. God, I want you to change my life. God, I want you to restore my life. If you've already been saved and you fell off, get back on track again. God, I'm back. I'm here. I need another chance, Lord. Renew me. Restore me. Revive me. Transform me. Hallelujah, Father. We lift up our hands to you as surrendering God. Hallelujah. It's a surrendering place, Lord Jesus. We give it all to you, Father. Hallelujah. We upload. We upload our problems. We upload our situations. God, we came here praying for some of our family members, praying for some of our children. Hallelujah. We upload it to you now. Hallelujah. And we ask you to download, download your glory, download your power, download, oh God, us everything we need to get through this week. Download, oh God, everything we need to get through the rest of the month. Download, oh God, everything we need to get through the holidays. Because sometimes the holidays is a horrible time. It's a very hard time to get through. Hallelujah. We begin to think about loved ones that are not here anymore. God, download us. Hallelujah. Renew us. Revive us. Restore us. We can make it this time. We may have failed the last time, but we're going to make it this time. We may have given up the last time, but we're going to get through this time because you are for us. You are more than the world against us. And we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We upload to you. We download your glory. We upload, Jesus, everything. And we download everything you have for us at this moment, oh Jesus. Thank you for your power. Thank you, oh Jesus, that you're doing surgery at the heart. You're doing surgery at the heart, oh God. Hallelujah. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. You are the potter. I am the clay. Mold us and make us have thine own way. Change our heart, oh God. Make it ever true. 
change our heart, oh God. May we be like you, Jesus. Thank you, oh Father. This is a season of thanksgiving. Thank you, God, that you love us. Thank you for danger seen and unseen. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for standing by us. Thank you for renewing us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for giving us power. Thank you for giving us strength. Thank you, God, when we thought we were stupid, when we thought that we didn't have the knowledge. You told us what to do. You told us what to say. You told us how to say it, God. Some of us had to take a test, and we didn't know how we were going to pass the test. And you told us what, what number to circle, what letter to put down. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Because you have given us wisdom. Thank you, God. You've given us wisdom. Hallelujah. Sometimes we didn't know how to make ends meet, God. But you let us connect with the right person at the right time, God. Thank you, oh God, that you are provider. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for being our provider, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for being our provider, God. Thank you for being our sustainer, oh Jesus. Hallelujah, God, hallelujah. God, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God, hallelujah. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, 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 God. When I lost my father, God, you my father, God. Hallelujah, you're still keeping me, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, you're a keeper, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God. You're a keeper, God. Hallelujah, God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a keeper, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You are for us. You are for us. You are for us, God. Bless you now, Jesus, for you being for us, God. Hallelujah. And we stand in this place embracing you, thanking you, appreciating you for who you are. We are more than conquerors. We're no longer condemned. Even when we tell ourselves we can't make it, we go back to the word of God that tell us that we can and that we will. And God, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's clap our hands one more time and give God the thanks and the praise for he's wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. I want y'all to know he's real. He is a real God. I tried him since I was about 13 years old, and I can tell y'all so many testimonies of him being a real God. I mean real.